0: Today, we are going to start a new sermon series called Escape the Rat Race. Here's the thing. Every one of us are in a rat race. Um, What a rat race is, is the endless, self-defeating, or pointless pursuit that you're in. So you're racing, you're putting all this energy and effort towards it, but you're actually not getting what you want. Maybe it's racing to success, um, or this oftentimes refers to you know, the race in the business world, trying to get more money, you know, to, to sell more, to make more, to accomplish more. Or maybe it could be applied, uh, the rat race, this endless cycle that you're in, in a relationship to get what you want, um, or something that you, know, you think will make you happy. We're just racing and racing and racing, we put all this energy and effort towards it, but it's pointless. We end up not getting what we want, and we keep on racing, we keep on going. But have you ever stopped to ask yourself, what you're actually racing for, or what you're chasing after? Have you ever paused to just ask yourself, wait, wait, what's inside of me that even causes me to race? Now, here's why this is so important. Okay, do you really want to spend precious time and energy on something? And not get what you really want to, For it not to work out so The problem is there are There's something going on There's things going on beneath the surface Of that rat race inside of us That's going to keep us Wasting our time and energy And ultimately I believe that that's going to hurt you It's going to hurt people around you And it's going to hurt your relationship with God So in these next few weeks I'd like to invite you to look Deeper in your life And discover this path for escape from this race that God offers you. And I want to guide you to experience that life that I believe that God always wanted for you. Today, I want you to consider what is underneath your race, okay? So let's first start with um, uncovering some of the good stuff, okay? Uh, Look at these few things. This is what, for most of us, will make us feel good. Um, You know, these three statements I think kind of grasp um, pretty easily what we all kind of agree on that oftentimes that we may be looking forward to feel good. First of all, you know I feel good when I win. Okay, you feel good when you win. I've never met anybody who was playing a game or a competition or sports, whatever it is, and they win and they are unhappy, right? I feel good when I win. This is something that we do. When we do this action, put the effort in, and it comes to pass, if we win, we feel good. It's tied to the things that we do, our skills, our abilities. Also, I feel good when I'm liked. As a people, we feel good when we're liked. Um, maybe it's something about our personality, somebody laughed at a joke you said. It just feels good when somebody makes a compliment, when somebody says something. It, it truly affirms us, right? We, we kind of get this sense of, oh, wow, I, I, I have this affirmation from them, right? It, fe- it feels good to be liked by people, right? Um, and then also, thirdly, we, we feel good when we're included. Like, it is feels so good to be asked out on a date, right? It feels so good to be invited to dinner with some friends. It's, it's so good uh, on Friday night, you know, to have something to do to be included by people. You know, we all know what it's like to be a kid in school. And, you know, when it's lunchtime and the cafeteria, it feels good when someone says, hey, come sit with us. It just feels good. So these feel-good things that we have going on, we, we, we pursue these, frankly. We do right? We, we go after these things. We do things so we will win, right? So we feel good. Um, you know, we change things about ourselves maybe so people will like us, right? We feel good. I want to feel good. Or, or we'll do things so people will include us, right? Here, but here's the thing though. That pursuit is not so pure. Because if it was just this, then fine. We, we, it wouldn't be an issue, But this isn't true for any of us all of the time. Because we're not just simply going after things that would then make us feel good in the sense of like, oh, these specific things that we've done, great, these are things that are part of my life that I've done that make me feel good. But the issue is that there's some other stuff that's going on underneath the surface that really defines our race. So here's what happens. Here's the problem, okay? When we don't win, when we don't feel liked, when we aren't included when we're excluded instead of just saying oh well that just happened because i was uh made a mistake in this area and that's fine Uh, you know just water kind of rolls off my back no issue there at all right or maybe they just like this thing about me no biggie no big deal you move on the reality is that doesn't happen and so when we don't win when we're not like when we're excluded. Instead of just saying those specific things, oh, that part was a mistake, or this specific thing and letting it go, you know what we do? It turns into, I am bad. See, instead of saying, oh, I just made a mistake, or, or this is one thing they didn't like about me. But instead, it turns into, I am bad. I am wrong. So you failed a test as a student, right? I am bad, that's the heavy feeling we get. It It turns into not just, okay, I didn't study or, you know, I missed a few questions. Okay, fine. It's not just that. It turns into, man, I am bad. See, that's a heavy feeling that we get. Maybe you didn't get that promotion. You, you worked hard for it. You know, you interviewed, feel like you did a lot of things for it. You have the skills for it, but then you got passed up for that. And instead of just think, okay, well, I may not have the skills, no big deal. Instead for weeks, you just like are down and you just feel bad about who you are. Okay, your project, you know, that you worked a lot of time uh, spent a lot of time on, and it got destroyed at work in front of everybody, just like destroyed, (laughs) like criticism. And you just, instead of thinking, okay, fine, there was somebody that had better skills, you you go into, I am bad. So you get a bad review at work, right? Instead of thinking your work was bad, you think you are bad. Your spouse says something sarcastic about the way you look. She just, she or he is just making a comment. It's trying to be funny, whatever. But then you take it to think, man, I'm ugly, you know, I'm, I am bad, I, I am foolish, right? Maybe it goes into uh, another choice or a mistake you made. Maybe you did create something that caused hurt and pain for those around you. And instead of it being, oh, I made a mistake, I did this wrong, it turns into I am bad. That's underneath your rat race. So what do we do in those I am bad, those heavy feeling moments? We start racing. We'll spend the time, the money, we'll even hurt people along the way just to change the I am bad feeling to I am good again. See, we will work, we'll race, we'll do all these crazy things that aren't getting us anywhere just because we're trying to feel this idea that, man, I am good, to believe that I am good, I am not bad, right? So to win, to have the better project, to uh, make your sales numbers or be number one, or to have a, a, a bigger house than somebody else to feel good about yourself again, you know, or, or to be a, a better parenting hack or something, because we need to get out of this idea of I, I, I'm bad, I, I wanna feel good, so we race and do those things. We dress a certain way for people to like us, so you know, we are fake in a way, to so people will include us, right? See, we raise, we sacrifice, and really it's a rat race because none of these things ultimately work to change that horrible feeling where you feel like, I am bad. I just want to ask you a question. You know, this is hard to quantify, but you know, think of last week, last month, whatever, last few years. Okay? What did you feel more? Did you feel more, I made a bad choice? I made a mistake, um, uh, you know, I did something and it was wrong, or did you feel more, I am bad? Did you feel, I'm unworthy, I'm dirty, I, I'm dumb, right? Which did you feel more? Probably, I am bad came up more than, oh, I just made a bad decision here, right? See, that separation is really difficult, and it turns into, man, I am bad. So think about that these last few months these last few weeks I would even say this past week maybe it was when you felt like you didn't measure up as a friend maybe you didn't measure up in work or measure up even as a parent or a spouse a boyfriend a girlfriend right or even as a Christian as a believer you think I'm not good I'm bad and it's something you did and it goes straight into that you know maybe you know, for you, if you have uh, strong Christian beliefs and these morals, maybe you cheated on some person or, you know, you went overboard on some coping mechanism and, man, I am bad. See, the real problem with all this, the real problem is guilt and shame. See, we think we have done wrong and it turns to, I am wrong. We think we have done wrong, but it turns to I am wrong guilt here's a definition guilt is an internal feeling of something negative done towards or not done towards another so basically think in terms of like you know if you uh, do something illegal and it's against somebody right or Uh, Not done in the sense of like maybe you feel like a parent and you kind of have that mom or dad guilt where you feel like you should be doing more and you're not doing. So you're not really doing things enough if you feel and you feel guilt over that, okay? Now, this is a little bit different but pretty powerful. And guilt turns into shame pretty quickly for us. Shame, here's the definition. Shame is the internal feeling of embarrassment, self-blame, or the negative view of oneself. So now that goes internal. Now we've got that voice in our head inside of us telling us we are uh, awful. We are bad. So we feel humiliated. We feel embarrassed. We blame ourselves. A negative view that comes in. And it's related because it typically happens when you, when you did something, you perceive you did something wrong, right, when the, in the guilt sense, but it turns to shame. So would you just consider right now that underneath all this racing for you to feel good is really racing for you not to feel bad. It's racing for you not to feel shame. Uh, Here's a quote from Brene Brown, who is um, a researcher, a professor, um, on shame and vulnerability and pretty powerful things like that. And this this is what she says, okay? She says um, that uh, shame is the most powerful human emotion. Now I just want you to think about that for a second that that that, it, that it's the strongest of the human emotions. If that's true, okay? If that's true, think about how Christian or not, this affected you in your everyday life. See, for most of us, we just keep going. For most of us, we're just doing our life and we don't even know that shame is actually deciding Uh, things for our life, is making decisions for our life. Beneath that rat race, that endless striving to get something that makes you feel good again, that pointless striving, is guilt and shame. And I can confidently estimate that every one of you struggles with this and it affects your life. It will wreck you and your relationship with God and others. Don't hide it. I want you to uncover it. Maybe right now as you're listening, you're thinking about that feeling, trying to feel I'm bad, I'm, I'm shameful, I, I feel unworthy. Right now as you listen, maybe later you know, in worship or, or, or next week when you make the mistake, don't run from that, don't race from that. Uh, just uncover it. You know? So instead of the constant pursuit of something that will make you feel good again or that you are good, there is another way. And that is what I want to present to you over these next few weeks is to consider That there is another way. And I believe that way can uh, be lived out in your life. And so, for me, as a pastor, that's what I wanna connect for you and hope to help you. Uh, But today, specifically, I wanna share scripture in God's way that will help you with the shame problem we all have, okay? Um, This is from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. This is Paul the Apostle writing this, and he writes this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Now, I know I read that to you and you're like, wait, that has nothing to do with the rat race. It has nothing to do with guilt and shame, right? And, and so that's the thing. You maybe have heard that verse before. You're like, yeah, no, I understand, you know, Jesus, you know, healed me in his grace and he forgives me. But I think there's a disconnect between this, this real gospel story, what Jesus does for us, and this, again, most powerful emotion of shame in our lives, right? here's the connect I want you to make. The gospel actually is your solution and that God's grace is your escape from the rat race. I made it super easy for you to remember this, okay? God's grace is your escape from the rat race because Jesus dealt with the worst problem about our lives. It's not just a few more bucks. I, if I, my biggest problem is money. If I had more money, it'd be great. Or, man, if I had friends, if I had more friends, and that's my uh, thats my problem, or this thing, or uh, that thing. Listen, he dealt with the worst problem. Guilt and shame in your life. See, your problem of shame and guilt is tied, in, in your mind, it's tied to what you did or didn't do, right, to measure up. Your solution for escaping that formula to get out of that argument you have with yourself, okay, I did this, so I feel this, I know I'm wrong. Your solution for escape is tied to what God did. Your solution has to be outside of you in that voice inside of you saying you're bad and thinking about all the things that you did. It has got to happen outside of that for that to change. The grace of God is the incredible love and forgiveness for you that he did. Okay, You cannot work Or make or pursue anything on your own to satisfy this deep shame that we have that I am bad. Let me say that again. You cannot work. You can't make it. You can't produce something else. You can't pursue something or produce something so that it would take away that I am bad feeling, the shame inside of you. I assure you, you would do it if you could. But we can't. Only someone greater and more powerful than you, someone outside of that formula, that cycle that you tell yourself, that, that song you've got in your head on repeat about how bad you are, something outside of that has to, has to help you. And that something is the story of this incredible thing that Jesus does to forgive you of your sin and shame and take that away. Grace is the only way for your heart finally to settle into the idea that no, I'm not bad. I am good because of God. What God says and what God did. Let's let's look at this. Just a few pieces to help you um, with what the gospel does to you and how grace helps you. So first of all, first of all, grace can be more influential in your life than shame. I just want you to hear that, okay? Because because that may be so different than what your current reality is. God's grace can be more influential in your life than shame. Now, when you read this uh, few verses of Scripture, you got to grasp that Paul writing this persecuted Christians before he found Christ, okay? He's writing this, but when you read this, I'm not thinking and seeing Paul shame. I don't see all the. He, he describes this incredible peace. See? He describes uh, his standing grace. Uh, he actually referred to himself as, as the chief of all sinners. But when he describes this, when you read all of Romans, okay, which I'm going to hope you do this month, but as you read Romans, you see this grace that influences his life. He doesn't live with this heavy guilt and shame. He doesn't have this I am bad idea, but rather he found escape through the grace of God. Secondly, here tonight, in the, in the moment of maybe even right now thinking about some of these bad things, just remember I want you to hear this God makes you good, not you. Let me say it again God makes you good not you. God calls you good because no matter what you did or didn't do that was wrong, that was guilty, that, was, that creates that guilt and shame, He forgave you. The word justified there in the verse um, means in a legal sense to be made right. You are good. You are righteous. And I know I'm, I'm saying that to you and you're listening and you're thinking, it just, that isn't even registering. I want you to just hear it. God made you good. He took away the guilt. He took away what you, you see as wrong. God, God changed that. He took it away. You are good. You are righteous because the work of Jesus, he took all that for you and removed that from you. See, And, and this is the only way to really make bad good for God to do it. See, when you look at yourself, you, you really aren't bad may have done bad things, made mistakes, bad choices, but in God's eyes, you are good and worth him and worth his grace and worth his love. Um, you know, Paul refers again to himself as a chief of all sinners. Interesting, right? That's pretty bad to me. Sounds pretty bad to me, but God made him good. You may be even striving maybe to do things to feel good or to, uh, to earn something, to earn that uh, God to, for God to do something for you. But you can't. God already made you good. He calls you good, okay? And then uh, third, I want you to hear tonight, hear that God graciously gave his son to remove your guilt and shame. And here, here's the thing, okay? That right there, him giving his son for you, is all love, see? God is the greatest good, and only the greatest good can remove your bad. And in this um, act of the cross of sacrificing us and he just loves you know now would you just hear today uh, something powerful for me that changed my life my thinking when I was in high school I, I wasn't raised in the church I was raised um, in struggle with shame in my childhood and my guilt as a kid. It's like, well, I'm not even thinking these things or feeling these things, but I had that. you know. And I remember hearing something after I came to faith uh, in high school and a year later, I remember hearing this truth that I'm going to share with you today that just radically changed me and changed how I walk with God. Here it is. Okay, God can't love you more in the future than he loves you right now. God can't love me more in the future than how much he loves me right now. Do you, keep, do you get this? Okay, you can't do more to get God to love you more. You can't even do more for you to think that God will love you more. God can't love you more in the future than, this, than how much he does right now. See, you are loved by him and there is nothing that you could even do, no matter what you're thinking in your rat race, to feel good. Listen, God already loves you and he and and you cannot do anything to make him love you more. Um, Lastly here, you know, I want to tell you that you have a different identity than what you've told yourself and I would actually argue than what you've sold yourself. See you can think of the things you've done and you sell yourself that you're bad, you're dirty you know you're dumb you're 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 awful you're foolish right but that just a shame can become that identity an identity for you and grace can too the love of god can do that can become your identity your chief identity the main identity and because of the work of jesus you have a different identity that does not need to race endlessly that's what i want you to discover, okay. Now, how do you live this out? How, what are some things you could do? You 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 know you may be hearing this and you're saying, um, oh, I'm, I'm so far from this. I I feel like garbage all the time. I, I feel like I'm bad. Shame causes me to not want to talk to people. Not want to get out of my house. Well, how do you live this out? Here here's a couple things that you could do, uh, that could change it from I am bad to God calls me good and God uh, makes me good and I am good. To to actually have it be more inf- God's grace and that what he says about you being more influential than, than guilt. Here's some things that you can do to recover what I believe this life that God wants for you. First of all, you gotta change the voice in your head. I mean, this is a voice, a constant voice you're hearing. It's, it's going on when you're driving in the car, when you're alone, when you're with people maybe. They say something and you hear that voice and, you know, it happens at work and in your family. And it's like this constant voice. I want to tell you, you've got to change the voice. Or rather, change what you're listening to or increase the voice of grace and His goodness. So one way to do that, to change the voice, is to read the whole letter to the Romans. To read this whole book of Scripture. That Paul writes because it's the gospel. It's good news. You're going to read about how good God has made you and justified you, calls you good. If you will read Romans, that would be putting in a voice into your life, into your heart that is the right voice. It's about grace and not shame because there's definitely a shame voice in your life, in your head. So read Romans this month. Uh, I know for me, when Uh, As I begin to learn about grace and deal with this in my own way, I actually would take verses of Romans and memorize them and say them because I want that voice to be different in my head. And doing this over, honestly, years, it's beginning to change the voice in my head so I can quote Romans or think of these scriptures that are all about the goodness of God and God being, uh, calling and making me good. Okay? You know, over this next few weeks, let Paul be your guide here, (laughs) your guide in grace. Um, Secondly, what you can do is to stand in grace. So in the verse here, uh, Paul says, stand in it, right? Listen, you don't stand in your own efforts, okay? No matter how good you are uh, at something or how talented or skillful you are, you don't stand in that. You know, you don't stand in your ability to not make mistakes. That's not what you stand in. You stand in grace, meaning you stand in the efforts of Christ in his work that you get to not deservingly, but you get to have the benefit of. You stand in somebody else's work. You stand in his power and have faith in that. See, grace is ultimately uh, the work of another that we don't deserve that now gets us something, right? Uh, a breakdown of that could be just an acronym for the word grace is God's righteous act. At Christ's expense, right? So it's benefit for us, His act for us. Listen, I want to stand in that. Um, I want to have my foundation in that. I've got no other thing to fight guilt because I can't say, "Oh no, I'm good in this area, in this area." No, no, no. I, my only thing is to say, "God, I have His, Your grace." See, and I and I put my belief in that. Okay. Third thing you could do, and this is a little bit harder. Uh, it, 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 it's going to take some time, and uh, I think you have to reach out for some help, but. The third thing is to find the source of that shame voice in your life. Maybe that shame voice, um, you know, came from a parent calling you dumb or stupid, or always getting on to you, being critical about when you made a mistake, and that turned inward and changed your identity. Find the source. Um, Maybe that voice was, you know, some friends you're around, or maybe that voice was something that happened to you in your childhood. Maybe that voice was even church. Right? Church can be bad about this. Maybe that voice uh, was church calling you bad and making you feel dirty and highlighting all your mistakes and that turned inward, right? Maybe it's society, the experience that we have. Listen, there's all kinds of ways that this kind of forms our identity and there's different voices, but could you find the source of that shame? For me, it was having close friends that I could be open with, talk to me about things. Um, it also was reading scripture and learning those things, but also counseling, Go to a counselor and you can talk about in, this, in a safe place, talk about these tough things. you know. And the last thing I want to tell you um, that you could do to actually change um, from the shame identity and, and shame base in your life and your rat race to change it to uh, the grace of God and that God makes you good, that you could actually, and this is going to sound simple, but it's pretty powerful, you could actually ask God for that voice to change. You can ask God for the, uh, to help you with the shame for that to turn into God's grace in your life. So let me give you an example of that. For many of us over this past week, or weeks, or months, you know, you probably ask God for help with your job. You probably ask God help with your kids in some way. Or maybe you ask God for help with, hey, I'm trying to figure out what to do with my life. God, would you help me, right? We ask God, God for all kinds of things, and I do too, totally. But here's the thing. Shame, that's the most powerful emotion in our lives. Have you even brought it to God? Have you even asked God, God, could you help me with this? God, I'm having a hard time. God, even maybe in this sermon, sermon t- today, if you hear it, I, I, these things came up. You know, the voices I've heard, the things I've done. God, could you help me change my I am bad to you call me good. You could ask. God for that I want to close in prayer um, as for many of you as you're thinking about these things that come up are really tough I just want to pray over you and ask God right now for, uh, to help you God I just thank you so much for grace the work of Jesus that creates freedom and escape for me for all of us I thank you that we don't have to work or earn it, God, to get it, but you've given it to us. And God, right now, I know that we all struggle with shame. We all struggle with feeling dirty, feeling bad, this idea that I am wrong. It's who I am. It's not what I did, but it's who I am. God, right now, I pray for grace to win. I pray for the voice to change. I pray right now, Lord, that uh, every person listening to this would just feel right now your love, that that they cannot be more loved by you in the future than they are right now. I pray healing, Lord Jesus, over this rat race, this shame thing that makes us run and do crazy things. I pray for healing today and the peace that comes from knowing we are justified, we are made right, we're made good because of you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.